Dude, yesterday Andrew came in, like, I was getting ready for bed, and Andrew comes in the bedroom, and he's like, was that you snoring? And I was like, what? what just now and he's like no 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 like this afternoon did you take a nap and i was like no i was i was working on editing all afternoon and he's like oh i guess it was one of the dogs it sounded like a person and he was like in the in the tv room i was like no i haven't been in there all day and he's like well one of the dogs was in there just like going to town just like (laughs) he's like i didn't think it was a dog sound (laughs) and i was like oh but you thought it was me and you just let me be loud and obnoxious and he was like well i I just thought you were really tired (laughs) yeah he said listen i'm not here to tell you how to live your life i just i just want to to know if it was you that was snoring i guess he was Um, worried i might have like a sinus issue Sorry, I just had this mental image of, uh, you know, you remember like in the in the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie when he's like, like he puts his glasses on and off and he's like just learning about his superpowers. Yeah. And he's like, are you okay? And I don't remember what he says to her, but he's like, yeah. Oh, he I'm- says like, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, he's like something. I just imagine you like having spider powers and you're being like, are you good? And you're like, yeah, why would you think anything's wrong? He's like, I don't know. I thought you might have a sinus thing. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, you're like, oh, like things are bumping around and, like, falling over. And Andrew's like, ooh, that must be having a sinus thing right now. <laughs> I do want to uh, announce that this is the first ever was Spider-Man there that I have been under the influence. I've had one lining kugels, mostly because today was so hard on my, on my widow body. Uh, and I was like, whatever, I deserve it. So, I mean, I'm, I'm, de- I'm, de- I'm not, like, inebriated. But I'm definitely like, oh, this is going to be maybe more fun than usual. Yeah, I legally am not allowed to drink, according to the comics code. <laughs> <laughs> you also can't be taller than 5'9", and you can yeah. never be evil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a bag of crispy M&M's. <laughs> That's okay, same effect. Yeah. Woo. It, it does the same thing. Do you want to get started? Do you want to talk about this this wacky theme? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's get into it. What's up, everybody? My name is Zeke. And I'm Kat. Uh, And we are here to ask the question, was Spider-Man there? And we expect you to answer right now. Tell us. Was he there? Is he there right now? Is Spider-Man, is the the spider coming from inside the house? Yeah, is he? You have to tell us legally. Legally, if Spider-Man's in your house, you have to tell us. Legally, if you're Spider-Man, you have to tell us or it's entrapment. Which is a pun because you because of the web. Yeah, anyway, we're here we're here to talk about Spider-Man plots. I don't really know anything about Spider-Man, and Kat knows uh, so much about Spider-Man that she's going to develop spider powers any day now. <laughs> um, <laughs> we just like to read comics and look into things, and uh, I had a really professional intro for this several episodes ago, and now it's just gone off the rails. <laughs> but basically, for the first part of the show, we call the first segment Elevator Pitch. And in this part of the show, Kat gives me a theme, and then I have to bring her a short elevator pitch for something that I think would be a cool Spider-Man plot. I do try to make them kind of wild in the in an attempt to make them original. And then Kat has ample time to go and research uh, and find out if Spider-Man was there. And then International Woman of Mystery, Kat, has always, has, she has a second part of this podcast, but she never wants to talk about it. So 
We'll get there when we get there. I'm just not ready, Zeke. I'm just not I'm, ready to talk about it. It's okay. Take your time. We'll <laughs> take all the time you need. It's a process. Time heals all <laughs> segments of a podcast. <laughs> okay, Kat, what's our theme this week? We've got we've got a wild one this week, and I'm very excited about it because I think mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. I my penciled in title here is just the old switcheroo. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I like that. And and our topic this week is body swaps, which I think is like a classic zany comic book trope, and I'm really excited to talk about it. Yeah, definitely. In preparation for this, I did watch Freaky Friday. Which one? The Jamie Lee Curtis one? I know that's okay. not the original one, but there's they made one after that, right? Like there's a newer Freaky Friday. I than think that. so, yeah. There's also a music video by comedy rapper Lil Dicky and Chris Brown called Freaky Friday in which they switch bodies. And it is highly inappropriate if you are a baby listening to this podcast. Well, you shouldn't be listening to it anyway because we're rated 18 and I'm on Spotify. But it's very funny. It's basically like the rapper Lil Dicky. He's like a little like Weasley Jewish dude. And then obviously Chris Brown is like Chris Brown. So they switch bodies and it's just very funny. Like it's not, there's not even like a lesson, a moral at the end. It's just funny all the way through. So I did listen to that about 200 times. (laughs) You're ready. Yeah. I'm so ready for body swap. I think body swap is such a fun thing because there's always like an attempt to make it a really deep lesson about like appreciating someone else's life or whatever. And I just don't feel like I would ever get that out of this experience. (laughs) <laughs> like, like if I switched bodies with someone for even one day, just one day, I was someone else, I would do whatever I wanted because there would be no consequences. I'm not that person. I don't have to deal with it. I mean, maybe that sounds mean. I wouldn't do it. I, I wouldn't like go do crimes or whatever. <laughs> but like, you know, like just, yeah. Who, Kat, okay, before I give you the pitch, Kat, if you could switch bodies with any celebrity, who would you do? Who would you switch bodies with? With any celebrity? Yeah. Don't say Tom Holland. No, uh, I was going to say um, with the lady that runs the My Palm family account who uh-huh. like lives in the south of France and has seven Pomeranians and she and her gorgeous husband just live in this like cottage with their little dogs and take their little dogs on hikes and like out by the pool and they have like a little garden for the Pomeranians oh my and God. they wake her up every morning and like oh, it's just mm. I don't who know if that counts as a celebrity, but, like, I would love to experience that for a day. And then who I would just eat baguettes in... all afternoon. Yeah, who lives an idyllic life like that? Just, <laughs> man, what did you... Man, this makes me believe in the concept of, like, karma and past lives and stuff. Because it's like, this shit doesn't fall in your lap without you having been exquisite in your previous life. Like, big shout out to you, my Palm family. Not that you'll ever listen to this, but, like, just in case. Your life is that enviable. You're living the dream. Living the dream. You know who I would switch bodies with? Uh, no, I don't know. I, I, Tom Holland, and I would go to your house. <laughs> <laughs> With a jacket full of Pomeranians. With a jacket full of Pomeranians. And then I would. these puppies. And then I would wait until it was over, and then he'd be trapped. <laughs> he wouldn't know how he got there. He wouldn't know how he ended up with all the dogs. Yeah. And then he's me, which is worse. He's like, what the hell? Why do I live in Chicago? And I'm I'm five feet tall and I have this dog that smells so bad. What is going on? Why do I have so much Game of Thrones stuff in my house? <laughs> Why is it all just pictures of Theon Greyjoy? <laughs> like, 
And then the next, then 24 hours later, he would wake up and he'd be like, why am I, you know, oh, this room is full of me now. This is just Spider-Man in here. Oh, this is better? Question mark. And then he lives there. And then Tom Holland becomes your roommate. This is a Wattpad fan fiction now. Yeah, this is, yeah, it's like a, it's like a, like one of those One Direction, like, uh, Crap, I'm gonna have to change the second segment. Sorry. Oh no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, I better hurt. I have to go up and give you this pitch because I'm getting, I'm, this is getting off the rails. Okay, so for this week, so Kat told me that she wanted to do a body swaps episode. We've actually had this one cooking for a little while. And so I was really, really excited to do this. And I thought long and hard about like who I wanted Peter Parker or Spider-Man to switch bodies with because it would be, there's so many like fun options, but I wanted to go with one that I felt like probably hadn't been done in the sense of a body swap. Like there are obviously something I have learned is that there are multiple universes in which many, many things can happen. But I like, first I like, obviously the first thought was like Deadpool. And then I was like, that's not going to be any fun. Like, I mean, it would be, but like, it's not, it's probably happened. And then I thought about Harry Osborn because I'm always thinking about Harry Osborn. <laughs> and then immediately afterwards, I did think about Wolverine, but that wasn't really related to the body swap thing. Uh, <laughs> and then, um, and then I like went through kind of the list and I was like, well, what if it was a villain? Like, what if it was a different Spider-Man? And then I like, I realized I was like, you know who I feel like doesn't get like a lot of screen time on our podcast. And also like is someone I don't really know that much about outside of like the movies is Mary Jane. So I thought it would be wild if she was the person that Peter switched bodies with. And it definitely happens on accident. I kind of went off of like the Spider-Man video game where he works in the lab with um, Dr. Octavius. Mm-hmm. So like he's just doing like wacky science shit in there. And then she's like, what's good? I'm going to come bring you like a sandwich or whatever because you forget to eat. And she like trips over a wire or something and... The, the body swap happens. That's not the important part here. She wakes up the next morning and she's Peter. And the, she's like, oh, why are my hands so big? And then she looks in the mirror and she's like, oh my God, I'm Peter. Uh, uh, uh. But then like, I always run off of the assumption that Mary Jane knows that Peter is Spider-Man because that's kind of like the basis of their relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's so immediately afterwards, she's like, oh my God, I have the spider powers now. Like I have to be Spider-Man for this day or New York will burn apparently instead of like waking Peter who is now in Mary Jane's body up. She's like, you know what? He deserves a day off. I'm not going to wake him up and ask him to teach me how to be Spider-Man. I can figure this out. It can't be that hard. So she like goes up to like the roof of their apartment. And obviously the first thing she has to learn is like how to do like the web slinging or whatever. But like, I think when she gets the hang of it, she's, she gets very caught up in like how fun it is. Cause she's like, Oh my God, I've never been able to move like this. And I can walk up a building and I can, literally do whatever I want. And then like you walk down the street and people are like, Oh my God, that's Spider-Man. Wow. And like, she, she gets this like very sort of like rose colored glasses view of like what it's like to be Spider-Man. And she's like, Oh, this isn't that hard. Like, like, you know, she catches somebody like trying to like break into a like jewelry store or whatever. And she like, you know, spins them up in some web and gives them to the cops, which she shouldn't do. But we won't talk about Mary Jane being a class trader. So she kind of goes through this day as Spider-Man and she's like, I could see how this could be difficult to do this every day, but also like maybe Peter and I can like have a talk about like, I don't know, maybe like organizing his time better and like uh, really uh, capitalizing on how he is Spider-Man. And so like right when she thinks that everything is like easy peasy, Doc Ock shows up and he has a nefarious plan 
in brackets, I have radio static because I never thought of his plan. <laughs> but uh, she's like, oh, um, what the hell? And he's like, I'm here to do crime. And she's like, okay, well, I'm going to stop you. Like, I've stopped all the other guys today. And then he's really strong. And she's like, oh, what the hell? Hang on. This is, hang on. Take it easy. And he's like, Spider-Man, I'm trying to kill you. Like, this is, we do this all the time. Like, <laughs> like you shoot, you fling webs at me. And then I smack you down with my octopus arms. And then you get back up and you inevitably take me to jail. But I am trying to kill you the whole time. Because you're kind of a pain in my ass. And Mary Jane's like, what? <laughs> like, like, I knew this was dangerous, but I did not know people were actively trying to murder Spider-Man all the time. Mm-hmm. So she has to kind of, like, really, like, dig deep and, like, find what motivates Peter to continue to do this day after day. To fight this, like, inevitable burnout that she knows that he feels now. And through, like, the power of, I almost said the power of friendship. They're more than friends. Through the power of her love for Peter. And also, like, just the strength that she's had, like, seeing the citizens of New York, like, really appreciate the the image and the persona of Spider-Man. She, like, manages to get a real handle on the superpowers, like, right in the last minute. And she strains Doc up, up, and then she, like, she's like, all in a day's work for your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And then she swings back into the window of their apartment, and Peter is still asleep. He literally sleeps through an entire day. And then he wakes up the next day and he, he nothing. He's none the wiser. He's like, oh man, I guess I slept for 24 hours. That's wild. Hope no crime happened. Time to be <laughs> Spider-Man again. And that's it. That's my that's my original plot for Spider-Jane or Mary Man. <laughs> <laughs> Working title. Working title. Yeah. Radio static. <laughs> All right. So um, tell me what you got, Kat. So this was... Uh, not tricky to look up. There, there, there have been several Spider-Man body swap stories. Mm-hmm. I can tell you off the bat, I had not found one where he swaps with Mary Jane or Gwen or, um, you know, one of his girlfriends. I honestly thought Gwen would have happened. Oh, like there's a that's a version of the Spider-Gwen events or something? Yeah. Uh, not that I could find. Um, okay. There are stories where Mary Jane does get spider powers. Okay. But it's not via, like, it's in, within her own body. Um, okay. And so it's not so much her like taking on the role of Spider-Man necessarily as becoming a super powered character in her own right. So Mm -hmm. she is still learning the lessons of what those risks are, but it's, you know, from her own perspective, it's not from her trying to fill Peter's shoes. Okay. But kind of what I focused on on this one was a different body swap story in which Peter is awake for most of it. Yeah, just I just because- wanted, I know we had talked about him needing a nap in like a previous episode. Was, yeah. <laughs> this is my chance. I'm going to let this man sleep. <laughs> because it, kind of what I thought was interesting. And if this story was going to appear in a comic book, I wouldn't necessarily imagine that they would just be like, it's fine for Peter be- to be asleep for 24 hours. Like inevitably some- someone would want to know, like, but when he wakes up in a lady's body, like what happens? Right. Sure. He's going to understand is- the inner workings of a woman. <laughs> yes, exactly. So there is a story where he does body swap with a lady. And the lady in question is Kamala Khan, who is Miss Marvel. Oh! I, I don't know how familiar you are with Miss Marvel. I didn't see the movie. Oops, sorry. Cap- that's Captain oh, Marvel. That's Captain Marvel. See, that's how familiar I am with it. <laughs> okay. Um, so none. Okay. So Kamala Khan, she's a high school student, as opposed to Carol Danvers, who's an adult of question mark years. Mm-hmm. And... The reason she's Miss Marvel, which did used to be Captain Marvel's superhero moniker, is because Kamala is like if 
she lived in our universe, she would be a huge MCU super fan. Like she would run fan accounts and an Instagram and she'd make music videos and crap like that. Like she loves all the superheroes. Okay. Um, she's got, you know, posters in her room. She writes fan fiction. They reference that a lot. <laughs> she, um, she tweets. She says, anyway, uh, Stan Spider-Man. And then she puts a fan cam of Spider-Man on all of her tweets. Basically. Yeah. Yes. That. Um, right. And she's a character that's really beloved by most of the fandom, by any of any Marvel fans that have any sense. She's really fun and energetic. I think she's really relatable. Like her love of superheroes is really la- relatable. The fact that she's like, one of the first Muslim characters, and I think the first Muslim superhero to have their own title for Marvel. Okay, so I was thinking of her. I remember when like she debuted, and it was like a huge deal. And I, yeah. I remember the cover had gotten debuted, and it's like her in the hijab. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was um, like, wow, this is really cool. I'm sorry, go on. Yeah. So, um, and her power is basically that like she can grow parts of her body or like her whole body. So like she can make her hand really big to like super punch somebody or things like that um like a less terrible mr fantastic i was Um, literally about to say (laughs) like a digestible tolerable reed richards yeah but she but she's a really likable character and because the whole marvel universe is interconnected obviously she knows like who spider-man is and in this comic because of what i will just put in quotations as events okay uh peter parker is kind of a public figure but not in a good way oh Um, he's not a criminal but his pr is is pretty bad like spider-man is still well loved but but people have a pretty bad view of peter parker um there's a lot of like rumors and allegations floating around about him but what ends up happening is an old friend of his that is a not a graduate student they must be like a doc they're a doctor that is doing a presentation at ESU, Empire State University, is doing like a presentation for this big science conference thing. And Mm -hmm. because they know each other and are like are genuine friends and like have been friends since childhood, she asks him to come and introduce her for this presentation. So Peter is doing this introduction for her, which makes sense from the perspective that they are old school friends. But from the perspective that he's recently been accused of plagiarism, (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense. And so people are like, why is Peter Parker here? But anyways, he is, he's introducing her. And Kamala is on a school trip at the presentation. And then our old friend, the Jackal, who you might remember from the cloning episode. Yeah. Shows up. You're like, yeah, that guy. And he's trying to steal her technology, which is this like the polyphasic remote neural net dual transponder. We're poly for short. Okay. And I don't know, he's stealing it because he's a bad guy. Like, it's never really clarified what he wants with it. He's just like, uh, So the mach- what the machine is supposed to do is, like, basically upload memories, like human memories, to a version of the cloud. Okay. And so I guess if you were a cloning guy, that would seem interesting. So he's trying to steal it, and then, of course, like, Peter's backstage, and he's like, that's a bad thing. And Kamala's in the audience, not realizing Spider-Man is on the scene. She's like, I should go to the bathroom and change and come out here and stop whatever's about to happen. Yeah. And so they're both on stage as this altercation takes place, and the machine ends up exploding, and it ends up switching their brains or their memories into oh, the bodies. Oh, okay. Um, but the funny thing about it is that this happens even though because of Peter Parker's life experience. Uh, he has installed like a computer chip in his brain specifically to stop 
brain body swap things from happening to him. Listen, at this point, can you blame the man for being prepared? He said, look, anything could happen yeah. to me. At first, it's really erratic, and it's like swapping them back and forth. Um, but eventually, it kind of levels out, and they're stuck in each other's bodies. And then from this point, what I really like about the story is that they are both superheroes, and they are both trying to get accustomed to being in each other's bodies as far as like what their superpowers are. But the story really focuses a lot on them living their daily lives and having okay. to deal with that, which I think is... If there was going to be a story where, like, Peter Parker had to pretend to be Mary Jane, it would be really funny to see awkward as hell Peter Parker, like, have to go to a photo shoot and model a swimsuit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, is uh, this all the clothes that I have right now? Like, yeah, what am I putting on on top of this? Just, sorry, do you remember that really fine-ass commission you did of Peter in the, or not you did, but, like, that you commissioned a Peter in that bunny suit? I do. <laughs> yep. Sorry, I just wanted to think about that for a second. <laughs> Call me out. <laughs> you can cut it. You have editing powers. <laughs> um, so he has to go to her house and live her life with her, to me, extremely relatable parents, you know, who don't let her make up and, you know, make her do her chores and are very pretty strict parents, but I think mm -hmm. very relatable to, to a lot of kids out there. And she has to go to his stinky apartment where his, like, stinky roommates are and... <laughs> Go to his, like, teleconference job interview, which she totally is not prepared for. Because it's so stinky. Because it's so stinky. <laughs> and, uh, no, but, like, the, the interviews with, like, the, the most, like, tech bro guys ever. And she ah. bombs it. And then they're, like, kind of catching up on their days. And she's like, trust me, you didn't want to work for those guys anyways. And he's like, are people always casually racist to you at school? And she's like, yeah. So they have a little chat about that. It is pretty cute when they initially swap because Kamala is just like, I can shave with all this shaving cream. It's just like I'm in a commercial. And Peter's like, wow, <laughs> my back doesn't hurt anymore. Look at me. <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I can skip all the way to school. I will skip all the way to school. It's mostly about them trying to fill each other's shoes in their daily lives and mm -hmm. then kind of meeting up and trying to figure out, well, like, how do we get back to our own lives? And there is a little bit of fighting. Like they stop like a generic robbery or something like that peter does get really into lip gloss okay and i mean does, as he should he asking the real question she's like how do people how do girls just not eat this <laughs> i'm like trust me you you get it in, in your mouth and you yeah anyway she said we do eat it you don't know you once and then you're like never again yeah um we all eat then... lip smackers <laughs> uh in case you were wondering yes peter does get to enjoy the um the joy of womanhood in that he's trying to give a presentation. Then he's like, I'm dying. And she's like, no, you're just a teenage girl. That's what yeah. happens. <laughs> and they eventually, they go and they, they meet with the doctor. They explain what's happened. And, you know, she's like, well, it's going to be really risky, but I think we can swap you back. But it's possible you might lose some, some or all of your memories. You might lose your powers. And they're like, well, it's totally worth it. And in the way that comics like to reset things, they do manage to get back into their own bodies and they only lose the memories of the swap experience. Which was a little sad to me just because I felt like, especially at this point in like Peter's life, and like it would be nice if there was like one person out there who like understood what had happened in his life and like how he went from being like on top to being at the bottom of the heap. And, and it's kind of like, okay, well, one person understood you for 24 hours and now you're back. You're back. Nobody cares. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's definitely not the same at all especially with like the Mary Jane focus, which like I said, there are some stories that focus on, on Mary Jane having powers, but they're different. And we'll probably talk about them later. So I didn't think that was really 
this story. Sure, but a good story. But a good story. Definitely one to look into. I really like it. I like this. I, I mostly just really like their age difference. I love the idea of them swapping bodies and being like, oh, on the daily, I feel physically entirely different. But I also like like the bit that you touched on where he's like, are people always like casually racist to you? And she's like, yeah. I don't know. Like little touches like that really like make a story for me. Yeah, it wasn't the point of the story. Right. It was, it was maybe like half a dozen panels or something where like you see him at school having this argument with a girl in a hallway and then he brings it up later on but just to understand i don't know i i feel like a big part of the body swap stories are often kind of the understanding someone else's perspective and Mm -hmm. peter is no slouch as far as you know trying to be empathetic to other people i think but Mm -hmm. it's still not the same as like experiencing it for yourself yeah for sure okay so spider-man peter and kamala have a very good time but would you say that Spider-Man was there? Spider-Man was not there, and he was not Mary Jane. Well, once again, I threw my hat into the ring <laughs> for Marvel writers. Somebody hit me up. It's time. Now, there have been enough of these now. Come on now. I know you guys are listening. Get on it. <laughs> get on it. If you really do want to get on it, and you really want to reach out to us, Kat, can you tell the people where they can find us? Yes, you can tweet at us at was spidey there or send us an email at was spidey there at gmail.com and let us know if you have been body swapped with anyone we can't do anything about it but we will enjoy it <laughs> greatly <laughs> let's get it we have to go to the next segment we have to stop this ridiculousness cat before we get into the next section i do just want to say that I love this topic and you're telling me about like this Spider-Man body swap with Peter Parker and Kamala and I'm listening I promise I'm listening I'm like oh my god this is wild but my whole whole have you ever had like two simultaneous trains of thought going at like the same time sure so you're I'm listening and I'm like yeah 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 this is a good story and the other part of my brain is like hey remember that Disney movie Brother Bear where the guy got turned into the bear and like it was technically a body swap because he killed the bear. And so then his dead brother put him in the dead bear's body. And I was like, this is not what's happening to Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> I do but remember that movie because like when my nephew was like three, he was obsessed with it. And so I watched that movie a lot. Oh, me too. I love that movie. Um, but I'm, but as an adult. <laughs> Tell us about the second half of this podcast, International Woman of Mystery. All right. I'm ready to talk about it. The second part of this show is called Two Truths and a Fic, and I have scoured the internet to find an original fan fiction by an adoring Spider-Man fan, and I have craftily mixed it up, shuffled it in with two canon comic book storylines. Like a and card shark in a heist yeah, film. Yeah, I put them under some cups, and I was just like, whoosh, whoosh, which one is the canon story? Which Except one is it's the a scam. Fiction? There's not, there's none. There's all there. No fan fiction. It's all canon. <laughs> um, Give me 10 and, bucks. <laughs> and Zeke has to determine which of them is the fanfic and which of the two storylines are canon Spider-Man stories. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at this game. I always say like, how good am I at this? I just you, got- I, I went back and I looked at you are three and five. Yeah. So I'm not, so it's not good. It's not looking good for me. 60%. That's a failing grade. I do get them right when they count. I got the Harry Osborne one right. That's my, like I said, that's my magnum opus. You got the birthday one right. And I got the birthday one right because I was really invested in the birthday project. But I am also really invested in this body swap project. So it's it's feeling good. 
Do you have a sticker for me today? Yes. In honor of your prompt, today I have a sticker of a little Spider-Man. Well, a spider lady. And she's got okay. like two red pigtails. So in honor <gasps> of your Spider-Jane, that's wow. the sticker for the day. I love it. I just, you said she had two red pigtails and I was like, Spider-Man swapped with the Wendy's girl. <laughs> that's their next promo. I love it. I love it. Okay. So yeah, I'm excited. That sounds super cute. All right. Hit me up with that, that first tasty plot. All right. Here's the first one. Some good old alien goo leads to a good old fashioned switcheroo. This one's the fanfic. <laughs> I know y'all. I know y'all horny alien goo. I cannot goo. read the word that I wrote here. Sorry. That's okay. It's fine. I already figured it out. Okay, good. Um, Just kidding. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 So here we go. Some good old alien goo leads to a good old fashion switcheroo, causing Peter Parker and Johnny Storm to swap bodies. Peter enjoys the high life at first, but begins to miss his old life soon enough. Will Reed Richards find a way to switch them back? You won't. Or will Peter have to get used to life as the human torch? Reed Richards is not going to help you at all, baby. I'm so sorry. He's a cop. I mean, he's not a cop, but he's, uh, he's the same level of... It's like cop Reed Richards. He was assigned same, same. cop at birth. Yeah, for sure. for sure. He has like a Mickey Mouse on his car that's got a blue line. Ugh. Yeah. I don't care if we alienate you by saying that. Don't listen to our podcast. <laughs> you, don't, this, you can't sit with us. <laughs> okay. Now, I, I do want to say the alien goo does lead me to believe that this is the fan fiction for horny reasons. But let's, I want, do you want to hear the other two before I make my decision? <laughs> okay. A teenage Peter Parker wakes up to find himself having swapped bodies with none other than the Wolverine. <gasps> Keeping up with classes and Spidey business is already hard enough. So Ooh. how is he supposed to handle being in a grown man's body with powers he can't control? Don't it's worry, somehow Peter, less fun than you would think. Ah, I don't, oh, this is my favorite. Like literally like no joke. You said that. You said like, oh, the Wolverine. And I... The gasp, everybody, was organic. That was legit, like, shock and awe. And then the whole time I just had my hand covering my mouth. I was like, this is it. This is happening to me right now. Okay. Whew. All right. This one's tough. Give me that Give me that third tasty plot. All right. Number three. With Otto Octavius in super jail and close to death, Peter could be forgiven for thinking he'd tangled with Doc Ock for the last time. But when it turns out Octavius has developed a way to switch his mind with the heroes, Peter has mere moments to figure out how to stop him. Will he succeed? Or will Otto take over his life as Peter Parker and as Spider-Man? Ooh. Okay. I think the third one's canon because of Super Jail. Well, I don't know. I guess if I wrote fanfiction, I would use canon elements. Damn. Hmm. Okay. Now, we've had Johnny Storm in a story before, and it was a, it was a smoochin' story. We so, have. So... That could be the play here, or it could just be regular. It could just be straight. I mean, that would be terrible, but it could be. And I love the Wolverine one, so I honestly don't care if that one's canon or fanfic, because either way, I'm so glad somebody thought of it. Is Peter shorter? When can you tell me that? Is like, he is shorter? He, yeah, like like when him and Wolverine switch bodies, is he like is he now like shorter because Wolverine's not that tall? I mean, he's in Wolverine's body are you asking if like wolverine is five feet tall or five three or whatever i'm asking if wolverine is shorter than spider-man and so when they switch bodies peter's like oh, oh. i'm short now <laughs> i don't think he comments on it but i think that's the reality ah um, i don't know in this story peter's like 15 16 so i don't know oh. if he's reached his full height yet okay <laughs> he hasn't uh sprouted okay all right so involving reed richards 
I feel like has to be canon because nobody likes him. So the only people <laughs> writing him are comic book writers. So I think the first one is canon. I think that, yeah, I think that the last one is canon too. It's, it's really in my guts that the super jail thing and like a plot that serious would be a comic. And I think the Wolverine one is the fan fiction. And that's also a ray of hope for me because if this one is the fan fiction, I get to go message that person and be like, <laughs> what's up, Wolverine? Wolverine. Wolverine, Wolverine big, but Wolverine small? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> you're the short king, 2020. Yeah, that's my final answer. I think that the first one is canon, and then the second one is a fanfic, and the third one is canon. You were so close. No! You were no! so close. I was like, I was like, Zeke's got it. Zeke's got Oh no, oh no. Did I change um, my did I change my mind about one? Like I don't I honestly don't remember what I said in the last yeah, 30 seconds. Yeah, the alien story is the fanfic. Ah. See that listen, take this as a lesson, kids. Trust your horny brain first. <laughs> okay, to be fair, it is not a horny fic. The goo is there. The goo led me there. I mean the goo is there, but it's not sex goo it's just okay they compare it to uh nickelodeon slime oh okay <laughs> okay so the first one is the fanfic is it a smoochin fanfic it's a smooch light fanfic okay uh, because so this story is called knowing you inside out <gasps> That's and so it's nice. by sebastian 2017 and it's kind of a it's a getting to know you story because in this story the fantastic four don't know Peter Parker is Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. And in fact, when Johnny Storm wakes up in Peter Parker's body, like he knows who Peter Parker is. Mm -hmm. Like he, he recognizes him, but he's like, oh my God, I woke up in Peter Parker's body and I see Spider-Man's suit in the corner. Oh my God, they're sleeping together. He's <laughs> <laughs> sort of funny. Um, you dumbass. Yeah, he's a dumbass, but that's canon. And for a while, like for the first half of the story, like Peter is trying to maintain his secret identity still. And he's like, if that's what Johnny thinks, fine, I don't care. But then eventually, as they live more time in each other's shoes, he eventually tells the truth and then they start to know each other a little bit. I think, I think it's the kind of thing where like, maybe they had been flirting in their suits, like mm -hmm. on missions ahead of time. And then this kind of like opened up the doors for them to like, be more honest about their feelings. So it's, it's smooching light, but it's not like a porny fic. Okay. All right. That's fine. That's cool. Like, I'm not like, Oh, that's fine. Like I do like, I really like when smooching fics are like, and then they, and then they just kind of fell in love. Yeah. Cause they're both pretty young in this one too. So that's okay. fine. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh, tell me about these two canon plots, mostly oh, the Wolverine man. one. Yeah, these are some stories that I have experienced. Um, <laughs> is this like when you watch the Spider-Man musical? Are you about to tell me that there's a musical about Spider-Man, Wolverine, Spider-Man bodies? <laughs> no, no. Because Hugh Jackman uh, is, because Hugh Jackman would be all over that. Oh, God, yeah. Hugh Jackman as Tom Holland. Amazing. I'm just thinking about that interview they did with Tom Holland where he was like pretending to be really bad at his audition and he was like, wouldn't take off the Batman mask. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is from the Ultimate Spider-Man series, which we did talk a little bit about before, in which Peter is like in high school. And it was also used for the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. And they sort of softened some of the edges or kind of rounded it out a little bit to make it fit in the cartoon show a little bit. Mm -hmm. But yeah, basically, like, it's kind of funny because you see what you think is Peter Parker waking up in his own bed and he looks really confused but he's not saying anything. And he like comes downstairs and like sees Aunt May. Like they're packing up boxes to move to a new house or something. And he's not really saying anything. 
but seems kind of out of it until Mary Jane shows up to come and get him to go to school. And then you see who looks like Wolverine waking up somewhere else in like a dirty, gross hotel room. And then and then he's like, where am I? What what smells like a dying dog? You start to realize, (laughs) oh, it's just well, it's just Peter having Wolverine's sense of smell and smelling himself. <laughs> he woke up and he said, Oh, it's stinky. <laughs> oh no, it's me. <laughs> okay, I was like, go on. And so he calls like he I think he recognizes Wolverine as one of the X-Men. He's had some encounters with the X-Men before. Mm-hmm. And so like he calls his own house or his cell phone or something to like try I, I think his house phone. And he tries to get in touch with Logan and his body. He's like, you know, are you me right now? Because I'm you and I don't know what's going on. And He's like, yeah, this is dumb. And, and he's like, well, okay, but you got to go to school for me because he's missing which class because of Spider-Man stuff. And he's like, you have to go to school. And he's like, I'm not doing that. And he's like, yes, you are. And, and like, and so like Mary Jane ends up dragging Logan to school. And I'm not going to lie. Like there's some very lecherous expressions on Logan Peter's face oh. that are like not age appropriate, man. Like, no. Then, like, Peter's, like, trying to figure out what to do. Like, he's, like, trying to, like, go to school to the school to, like, try and talk to him face to face. But he ends up, like, seeing a crime in progress. And he jumps into it, not remembering that he's not in his own body and, like, doesn't have his own powers. And so he's, like, getting shot at. And he's like, oh, I've been shot. Oh, but I'm okay. Uh, I don't know how this works. And, like, oh, God, claws are popping out. Like, like one of the first things he does is, like, stab his own arm. <laughs> 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 Me too, dude. <laughs> anyway, so a bunch of hide. He ends up in jail, and like Peter or Logan as Peter shows up to like try and help him get out of jail. And I think he makes his one phone call to like the X Men. Like he ends up he ends up reaching Kitty Pride at like the X Mansion. And when she finds out what's happened, she just starts laughing hysterically. She just thinks it's so fucking funny. And Peter's like freaking out. Like he's in Logan's body. He's like, help, you have to help me. I'm in this really stinky body. It smells like dogs. <laughs> and, and like she's just losing her mind. And like she passes the phone on or whatever. But anyways, um, he breaks out of jail. And then I don't know that like, like he and then Logan in his body meet up on the street. And then the X-Men show up. And then Jean Grey is there. And she's like, well, I hope this taught you a lesson. And Wolverine's like, what? And, and she's like, I told you that if you didn't stop hitting on me, I was going to teach you a lesson. And I'm like, okay, I understand that you wanted to teach Logan a lesson for being a dirty old man. But what did Peter Parker do to deserve this? Like, yeah, the worst day. Did she just like... like- reach out and grab someone's brain like this one's fine she I, she was like who's got the worst who who would give him the worst day possible what oh yes this yes this one excellent i was just like gene like couldn't you have swapped his brain with like i don't know a raccoon or something like a, a bug like something where uh this wouldn't be a problem for someone else i was i was like every time the x-men show up in ultimate spider-man like something has gone very wrong for peter i love the idea that she could have turned him into a bug (laughs) i mean i don't see why not um the the cartoon version of this is also really funny because uh again like peter in wolverine's body like wakes up in a hotel room and then like Sabretooth shows up I guess instead of the crime that he stops, like Sabretooth is the threat. And so it's Peter in Wolverine's body, like trying not to fight, but like 
the two voice actors are doing their best impressions of each other. So like the Wolverine voice actor is like, oh, this isn't a good time for a fight. And like the guy that's playing Peter is like in his it's that one guy from Drake and Josh. Is that is that him? Drake Bell? Yeah. OK, yeah, I think it's Drake Bell. That's like I was not aware that Drake Bell was ever Spider-Man. Yes, he was. And he, with his like voice up here and he's like, ah, you better you I'm going to go drink a bunch of beer. I'm not going to class. It's like, <laughs> it's like no, Spider-Man's not allowed to drink beer. I, there's like a three minute clip of like the fir- when they first realize they've been swapped. And it's just, it's priceless. It's priceless. Comedy Incredible. Gold. Yeah. Incredible. On the opposite side of the scale. And this is one that I've been like waiting for the opportunity to talk about. Is the Superior Spider-Man arc. And this starts off with Amazing Spider-Man 700. Mm-hmm. which then leads into the comics that were then titled Superior Spider-Man. And as I described, Otto Octavius is in this like full body life support system. And he has before being put in like Super J or whatever has like robot Octo drones like out in the wild in the city that I don't think people are aware of. And okay. like via that technology is how he ends up getting Peter Parker like to come to the super jail to confront him and he ends up switching their brains. And we've seen how funny and like silly this can be as a plot. This is one of those storylines that I was telling some friends that I was like, Oh, I have to summarize superior Spider-Man for my friend. And I just, I was like, I'm all I have right now is this GIF. And it was like the GIF of the lady, like running through the hallway crying (laughs) (laughs) because it is some of the, most emotionally charged imagery I've ever seen in a comic because Otto's body is literally falling apart. He's being held together by machines. And when he swaps their bodies, he's in Peter's body mocking him and telling him, you know, that like, I've got your life now. I'm going to go live your life. You're going to live in my body for as long as you have left a couple hours, maybe. And then like he leaves and Peter's there stuck in this prison of a body praying begging God, begging to know what he did to deserve this. And he's like, like, I think I just felt one of my organs fail. And it's grueling. It's absolutely gutting. Oh my God. And he loses. (laughs) Otto takes over his body and takes over his life. And the superior Spider-Man arc is about Otto becoming Spider-Man and becoming Peter and taking over his life. And that lasted for like two years, I think. And like the redeeming... I guess quality for Otto in this is that as Peter is in his last moments, they still have like a mental connection and Peter sort of forces Otto to like take the crash course in Peter Parker and like forces him to experience all the life experiences that he had and all the memories he had and, you know, Uncle Ben's death and Gwen's death and, you know, everything that made him the Spider-Man that he is. Because, like, if you're going to take my life and you're going to take my powers, you're going to understand what this responsibility is and you're going to do right by these people Mm -hmm. and so he dies and Otto is like all right well I'm Spider-Man now but being the like complete narcissist that that he is he's like but I'm not just gonna be Spider-Man I will be a better Spider-Man I will be a superior Spider-Man and truth be told yeah he's better at it like like one of my (gasps) other friends responded with another gif they were like oh superior Spider-Man And then they responded with, you know, that meme of like Max from like a goofy movie, the, the bitch you have like this. Yeah. Yeah. With that, like, cause like that's Otto stepping into Peter's life. (gasps) 
I cannot believe this is. I think this is probably the wildest one that you've told me about. Maybe yeah, since the it, maybe since the fuck comic. <laughs> it was definitely like a big game changer because it completely changed this landscape of Spider-Man comics, and it was something that impacted all of the titles at the time. Like we mm-hmm. talked about Avenging Spider-Man the other day, and there's a very clear transition when this story took place because. Peter goes from being like this kind of dork to like being this really cold standoffish person. And like, there's a scene where like he encounters the X-Men and people are like, has Spider-Man always been kind of a jerk? And they're like, I don't know. We don't actually know him that well. And I'm like, ah, if you knew him better, you would know this is wrong. You know, which is another caveat of having that secret identity. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, this is, this is one of my friend's favorite Spider-Man arcs. And I do appreciate it for like, changing just everything and for like taking a huge risk but also i get very emotional <laughs> when i think yeah about it. it's a big deal and so i i really like it when when comics take risks and it's not just like let's reset everything back to zero at the end of the day and this was a really big risk yeah wow damn taking us out on a high note here <laughs> i'm gonna be honest and say that when you started and you were like, oh, Dr. Octavius is falling apart. I was like, hot. And then you were like, and then and then he's Spider-Man and Spider-Man's like, ooh, I just felt one of my organs fail. And I was like, hot. And then you were like, and then the rest of the story is terrible. And I was like, god damn. Like, which just goes to show how my brain is functioning <laughs> at all times. But I do, I love, I love a story that takes a risk, like a bold risk like that. Yeah, for sure. I definitely don't want to spoil Superior Spider-Man. I won't ask you any more questions about it because like sometimes we talk about comics on here and I'm like, okay, those are cool. And like, I have the list. And so like, I'll go back and look at them later. But like some of them, I'm like, I need to read that like immediately. And sometimes I, I put it on the back burner a little bit because like me not knowing a whole lot about Spider-Man is kind of a crux of the show, but also like me learning about it is part of my personal experience making this podcast with you. I don't know. Like this is just like a, a storyline that really like just being presented with it, like really draws me in. So I think I, I'm glad I was right about that one being canon. I'm glad that that is a risk that someone took and published, which just goes to show that um, you can do whatever you want. Like, if, like just do whatever you want and someone will pay you for it eventually. Yep. <laughs> Oh, so I don't get the sticker, but that's okay. Can I have a cool piece of Spider-Man trivia this week? Yes, you can have a superior piece of trivia this week because I have a Doc Ock fact for you that okay. I think you're really going to like. Okay. Do you remember the second Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie? Yes. With uh, Alfred Molina as Doc Ock. Sure do. Regarded by many as the best Spider-Man movie. Not counting Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse isn't tough. Yeah, because that's also the best iteration of Doc Ock. Yes, that's true. But something that I thought was kind of cute was that on set, Alfred Molina and his like puppeteer wranglers for the uh-huh. arms had nicknames for the different arms. Oh. And they were Larry, Harry, Flo, and Mo. <gasps> and the top right one, which was kind of like the dominant claw, was Flo. And that was because that was the arm that, like, throughout the movie, that would be the arm that would, like, adjust his glasses or, like, get get him a cup of tea and stuff like that. So, like, that's the mom arm. That's Flo. And I, I just thought that, that was really cute. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. 
That's so cute. Okay, I'm glad we kind of we 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 brought it back. We we reeled it back in. Oh man, that's so good. It's been a hot minute since I've seen this movie. I thought the arms were CG. Uh, no, no, it was what like 2004. I'm sure they were CG in parts of it, like especially the parts where they're supporting him, you know, or like mm-hmm. pushing him up off the ground. But I think there was a lot of practical effects in that, which is good. Practical effects look good forever. Yeah, absolutely. Especially in superhero movies and like mm-hmm. sci-fi and fantasy movies and stuff. That's so cool. Now I want to go back and watch that movie just so I can see Flo in action. Yeah. And you'll be like, there she is. There's Flo. Where's Where's Flo's Golden Globe? <laughs> she did all the work. She carried that movie. Except for the, the puppeteer op- operating her literally carried the movie. So if you're out there, puppeteers, congratulations. We we see you. We We recognize your work. Well, I've had a lot of fun here. Uh, Thanks so much for listening, guys. I'm Zeke. And I'm Kat. And we'll see you next week. What's up, Spider Pals? It's Kat. If you enjoyed the stories that we talked about in today's episode, you should check them out. And they are Marvel Team Up, number one through three, Ultimate Spider-Man, number 67, Ultimate Spider-Man, the animated series, season one, episode 10, Amazing Spider-Man, number 700, Superior Spider-Man, the whole series. And our featured fan fiction this week was Knowing You Inside Out by Sebastian2017. Thanks for listening.